This is Happiness, the Skeptic's Guide with chartered psychologist and author Dr. Gary Wood and professional skeptic and self-help abuser Paul Flower. Welcome to our bonus spring cleaning episode. And do remember to like, follow, subscribe, rate, review and tell others. You join us for this uh, bonus episode of Happiness, a Skeptic's Guide with uh, your favourite sceptics, Dr. Gary Wood and myself, Paul Flower. This bonus is about the first day of spring. Spring is about to be sprung. And of course, that makes us all happier because the weather is getting better, at least on this side of the world. And it gives us a chance, I'm sure, to reevaluate our goals, because I'm guessing that's where Dr. Gary Goldswood is going with this. Mind reader. Yes, we're going to. I think it, what I love about spring is it's it, it's great to evaluate the green shoots. Very good. So we we have been planting a lot of seeds. Uh, I was going to say I've been impregnating you with lots of happiness, but that <laughs> please that, don't. That, that that that's probably a whole <laughs> different podcast. Uh, so I have been, we've been planting a lot of happiness seeds, and it would be nice to see you know if if there are any green shoots. Yeah, if they've propagated. Yes. So the the whole March thing is that I tend to see March as the start of the year. Hmm. So the first day of spring, I very much think that's the start of the year. And of course, in some dim and distant past, it probably was. If you think about, well, I think the Roman calendar had 10 months. Difficult, these Romans. And that's why October should be the eighth month. Oh, yes, of course. But it's the 10th. Yeah. And December, decimal, is the 12th, but it should be the 10th. Yeah. Yes. I think we've got it. I'm confusing yeah. ourselves here. Eight and ten, yes. So they've so, honestly yeah. slotted another couple in. Uh, so and therefore, co- January and February don't exist, and we can move on without them happily. Well, that's. I think that's the message. And I think we've been talking about that, you know, do we have to set goals in January when we're all cold and miserable? You know, terrible time to go on a diet, January. Awful. Nice steaming mug of Bourne Vita or Ovaltine or any other malty drink. Was- Bovril. Oh, no, no. I don't know whether you can get that in parts of the world, and probably... Probably it's not acceptable in Veganuary anyway. Well, I suppose you could have a Vegemite. Oh, no. Or uh, what's the other one? Marmite. Marmite, yeah. Uh, Marmite or Vegemite. Yes. We'll give that a miss. So it's nice to think about this time of the year as, as the start. And also it's the time that we do a bit of spring cleaning. Yeah. So I'm wondering... <laughs> <laughs> and what it is that I'm going to clean up in my life. Anyway, last time... You... There's a lot that needs cleaning up, that's for sure. Indeed. So last time, last episode, you mentioned that you were going to uh, try out a, a new mantra. How's that going? Nine times a day. It's, um, yeah, I, I am... You know what? Because, you know, we talked about routine and because... I, I have a routine of exercise. It is easy, therefore, to build the mantra into the exercise. Uh, previously, I'd, as I said, I'd done it on walking between uh, a, a, st- a train station and place of work. So, you know, it was part of that that I did back in the day, five, six years ago or whatever. So if I remember to make it part of the exercise routine that I do it while I'm lifting weights or I do it if I'm out on a walk, then... I can do nine, not a problem whatsoever. Action, Paul Flower. Action. Action. It's all about the action. So, I mean, and I think this is very much the point is if we're thinking of, of spring cleaning, is that what little, what little things can you put into your routine? So I, I horrified a workshop once where I talked about Zen ironing. 
And, and they went, what? And I think I said, people say, ironing's a terrible thing, you know. And I said, well, it depends how you approach it. If you've got, you know, a piece of cloth and you move the iron across it and you smooth out all the wrinkles, that's actually quite a nice thing to do. The fact that you've got a great big basket full of it is not so nice. Yeah, and I think this kind of harkens back to one of my favourite quotes in this area, which is, if something is going wrong or something is upsetting you, if you can't change the thing, you have to change your attitude to the thing. So if you hate ironing, if you could find a, a more useful way of doing it, I tend to try and watch American football or uh, or UK football on the TV whilst ironing um, and have adjusted the iron to, and the ironing board to be in the right position to be able to do that. Wonderful. So, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've made an adjustment to that to make it a slightly better thing. So I see where you're going with this. And, and ironing is also a good metaphor for how we can organise things. People usually look at me thinking, how the hell does he know this so much about ironing? Uh, if you look in the labels in clothes, they have dots. There's a one dot, a two dot, and three dot clothes. So the one dot is the cool iron. The two dots you know is the I'm medium now, iron. You? Yes, you're looking at your pants. Uh, <laughs> the three dots is the hot iron. So if you separate your clothes into three piles, one dot clothes, two dot clothes, three dot clothes, you can put your iron on the coolest setting. You can do all your one dots and you can increase your setting. You can do the two dots and then the, and you can do your hot three dots. And yeah. it's, and pe- people now, Everybody across the world, really? All looking in their underwear, looking for the dot. Yeah. Looking, all, looking for the dot. organisation, isn't it, essentially? Yeah, imposing some kind of structure. So we often think about structure and routine as being a negative thing, whereas that is an example of where a little bit of structure and routine makes the job efficient. Otherwise, you're grabbing things at random, in a panic, uh, hot iron, Does will it work on this, testing the edge, yeah, we've all seen people with that triangle bit of burn on their clothes because they didn't do the one dot, two dot, three dot technique. There you Dr. are. Dr. Gary Wood's technique for ironing. Zen- you never thought you'd be learning that from a podcast. Zen ironing. But you can approach that to any activity that's, you think about activities that are about cleaning and about making order. You know, there's been lots of things written on feng shui. And people say, oh, it's a load of old nonsense, feng shui. But if you look at what, what people do, people often do some feng shui things and they don't even know they're doing it. So they organize the room in such a way to neutralize corners. They put plants in the corner. They put a light in the corner. And these are all old feng shui principles. They do actually make some sense. But one of the most important tools, I think I mentioned last time, I didn't mention feng shui, but one of the most important tools is a broom. Yeah, we sweep the path. You and see, you're back to your sweeping. You see, you people sweep the leaves from the path. People, you know, get rid of the snow. People like to do things that create some sense of order and pathways. So if you can think about anything in your life where you can apply that to happiness, how can you sweep in a bit of happiness or sweep out a bit of negativity? How can you put a few green shoots of happiness? That would be the Clear message. the debris of the day before and move on. I do remember someone I used to work with, and everybody thought it was really strange. And every day she would clear her desk. And in the middle of the desk, she would put his crystal. It's quite beautiful amethyst crystal. And people going, hippie. But, <laughs> but if it made her happy, I'm happy with it. And we said, what? You know, we were all inquisitive and said, what, what's this about then? This nonsense. Uh, what's, sorry, what's this about? Open mind, you say. And she says, well, if you clear the day, 
I'm starting afresh every day and I'm starting with something very positive. That's my start to the day. Nice clear day. First thing I look at is my crystal and that sets me up for the day. A similar thing is people who make their bed. They get out of bed and they make the bed. So you've got something to look forward to. You come back and there's a nicely made bed rather than getting back into bed and then getting all tangled up in the whatever you've got, duvet sheets and stuff, and then getting your foot poking out. It's all hunched up one side, and then you swear and have to get out of bed, make the bed, and then you go to sleep in a kind of frustrated state rather than you go to bed in a calm state. So any of these practices you can put in is you're actually doing yourself a favour. It's not an imposition. And it's self-care. I think that's that's very good. It's very good thinking. I've not thought of some of those things in that way before. Beautiful. Well, that's what we're here for, isn't it? That is exactly what we're here for, I'm pleased to say. So, so filling our brief and briefs. What, filling you are? <laughs> yeah, being as I sleep naked, I'm worried oh, where you were going about with that, TMI, that poking out TMI, thing. Oh, no. Close, <laughs> close your eyes. Close your ears, viewers. Um Oh, that's oh, that's uh, you're the kind of guy who'd get out of his bed, iron the sheets, and then make the bed. I'd I would imagine make the bed with carpentry tools as well. Yes, <laughs> physically remake the bed every day. Now, I've got to admit, is I I have been converted to that making the bed thing. I used to just be oh, just leave it, and then slovenly, and then the amount of times I've got into the bed, and I'm thinking, what is this? It's just like it's like a pile of ironing, and so yeah. <laughs> It's easier to actually do it. So any little thing, I'll give you another example, and this is my final one, is that uh, throughout the pandemic, if I could say that one thing that got me through, it was a particular brand of porridge, and it was in a little sachet. It was called Perfect Blend, and you got seeds in and barley in it. And of a morning, I would think, I've got nothing to look forward to. And then I think, oh, porridge. And I could get straight up. I could make this porridge really quickly, and I could just enjoy it. Now, they've stopped making it, haven't they? Ah. So then I've lay lay in bed one grey seasonal affective disorder day and thought, what's the point in getting up? No porridge to live for. (laughs) So what I've done now is I've started to create my own blend. So I bought some seeds and stuff. And then I thought, oh, but it's like I'm in Dr. Frankenstein's lab every morning measuring it out. And then I thought, why don't you do it? Do it in advance. Just one. once for the week. Well, I can't be doing with that. It's too much effort, small effort. So with a night time, I just mix, you know, I'm making myself a drink and then I just mix up my porridge, put it in a container, ready for the next day. And I thought, this is just, this won't work. Anyway, the next day I lay in bed and it was a grey sky and I thought, oh, grey sky. And I went, oh, porridge. And I got up. So it does work. These simple acts of self-care do work. So this is what we're talking about, you know, self-care for spring. So Spring into self-care. I'm I'm up for that one. Uh, And is there anything while I've been speaking and going on and great length is in this... (laughs) As usual. In this supposedly short bonus episode, is there anything that's sprung to mind that you might... No, I I think the weather's weather's getting better, so you get yourself outside more, you you indulge in nature a bit more and that makes you happier as well so there's a definite thing about spring and this has been a thing about spring there's a definite thing oh dear me it's just like having sammy khan or you know or <laughs> steven Sol- that is <laughs> famous songwriter look him up oh, Con- all right yeah, cole know, yeah. porter steven sondheim in the room wow 
So there we have it. Uh, I can't think that's about it, isn't it? Very much. Thank you for joining us today. This has been Happiness, a Skeptic's Guide. A thing about spring. <laughs> oh, where's me, where's, where's me banjo? One of us has perfect pitch and the other one has no pitches to play on. We will hopefully see you next week because this has been a bonus with uh, some more happiness tips. And if you've enjoyed the program, we hope that you will subscribe, review and rate wherever you listen to your podcast. Share it with a friend. That's always a good tip as well. Thank you. That was and is Happiness, a Skeptic's Guide, with Paul Flower and me, Gary Wood. This time we urge you to spring into self-care, and next time in the penultimate episode of the season, we look forward to a bit of learned optimism. If you like the podcast, do remember to like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share a little happiness with others. <laughs>